0: Purpose. Uh, maybe you've been asking about it and hearing nothing but silence. Or you've been seeking for it and feeling more lost now than you were before. Or maybe you've been knocking and get the sense that there's no way, no thing, and no one around. That's why we worship. In worship, when you ask God, the Father of all creation, well, He answers, in worship, you seek, you will find a Savior in Jesus Christ, the Son. In worship, you knock and you tap into the power of the Holy Spirit for the doors of your purpose to be open wide. So will you stand for it? Will you raise your voice to it? Because if you do, only God knows what happens next. So the place is here. The time is now. Let's worship.
1: Come on, cathedral family! It's always a good time to worship, so let's stand to our feet, put your hands together, lift your voices. And let's get ready. Come on, here we go. Let's sing! Oh, oh. oh. power of the grave, constant through the trials and the change one thing remains come on one thing remains Cause your love never fails and never gives up help never runs out on gives up it never runs out
2: Cathedral of Faith, this is a place where everyone is welcome, where nobody's perfect, where anything is possible and where the love is being lived out. And this love that we speak of is God's amazing love. It's undefeated. It's always winning. It never loses. It's always constant. It's always there. And in our lives and in our experience where literally everything is always changing, nothing is staying the same. There is this one thing that remains, and it will always remain. You know, it doesn't get elected into office, it doesn't have to get reelected, it doesn't campaign for anything, it just simply reigns and wins. And I hope that you find your hope today in this love that is greater than anything we could have possibly ever know. This love that has pursued us, this love that has embraced us, this love that has forever changed us, and this love that gives us a hope in a future. So Cathedral of Faith, I hope you're locked in. I hope you're lifting your voice. I hope you're opening up your heart and your spirit to hear the word of the Lord because God is speaking and moving and this love is pulling us all forward. So lock in and stay in and give God some praise wherever you may be. And all of God's people shouted here today, amen and amen, hallelujah.
3: We're so happy that you have decided to spend part of your weekend with us. And if you're new around here, welcome! We would love the opportunity to get to know you better. We have a short form that you can access through the QR code. You can text us, there's a paper form at our guest centers, or ask one of our amazing greeters. Coming up on Sunday, October 3rd, we invite you to bring your best friend to church. Pastor Ken has a special message on how God loves his creation. We have a gift, we'll have a blessing, and we have reserved seating in our amphitheater. Please remember to bring your best friend on a leash. And just to clarify, by best friend, we mean your dog. Please do not bring your human best friend on a leash. That would be weird. Did you know at Cathedral of Faith we have over 50 different countries represented in our congregation. Pretty amazing, right? Well, we want to celebrate our diversity. So mark your calendars for International Sunday on October 24th. We're going to have live performance and lots of fun things planned for the whole family. So plan to be here and celebrate the different cultures of our congregation. This weekend, Pastor Ken continues our series on Masterclass. Throughout the series, we have devotionals available on our website from one of our pastoral teams. So set your reminders and be sure to check cathedraloffaith.org every Monday for the latest devotional. We want to stay connected with you, so please be sure to follow us on social media. I hope you have an amazing week.
4: Well, thank you, Stephanie. Well, hello, Cathedral of Faith family and friends. We're so glad you're with us here today. Hey, be sure and let us know where you're watching us from, or if there's anything we could be praying for you. We're so glad you're here. Well, here at Cathedral of Faith, you hear blessed to be a blessing because that's the same promise that God gave Abraham back in the day. He said, Abraham, I will bless you for one reason. So the families of this earth will be blessed through you. And God continues to provide unique opportunities for cathedral faith to be a blessing. Just this past week, I got a call from the city of Clear Lake saying, hey, we noticed that the church has some property up here, and would you be interested in partnering with us to help provide that property to build housing for those who are displaced in the fire? And we said, of course, we'd be interested. So God is using cathedral faith in unique ways. And, that, and also a praise report to share this past summer, a young lady by the name of Dominique Zapata shared with us after service how she was part of the first senior graduating class at University Preparatory Academy, and how that, our school helped prepare her to go to college, which she did. And then she went on to nursing school, which she just completed successfully. And now she's excited to be back in the area and working up at Stanford as a nurse. And, uh, Dominique and her mom just wanted to share with Pastor Ken and myself to say thank you so much to Cathedral for opening your doors to University Preparatory Academy. Dominique, we are so proud of you. Well, I want to encourage you to make sure you take advantage of all the ways that you can plug into this Masterclass series, whether that be through the devotionals or becoming a part of a a Masterclass small group, Zoom group. Uh, You can check that out online. Well, thank you to all the Cathedral Faith family for helping us be a blessing to so many, not only in the Bay Area, but around the world through your giving, whether you give online at our website or through our app or texting Cathedral Faith to the number on the screen or just mailing your gift to the church office. Thank you so much for your faithfulness. Now let's prepare our hearts and minds as we prepare to receive from the word of the Lord.
5: Hello, Cathedral family and friends. Thanks so much for joining me today. I heard about this dad who was giving a pep talk to his teenager. The teenager was getting ready to start his senior year in high school, and he said, Son, you need to make sure you get good grades. And the son said, Yeah, dad, but why? He said, Well, you got to get good grades so you can get into a good college. And the son said, Yeah, dad, but why? Well, you got to get good grades so you can get into a good college so that way you can land a good job. And the son said, Yeah, dad, but why? And the dad said, Well, you need to get good grades to get into a good college so you can land a good job and make a good salary. The son said, Yeah, dad, but why? He said, Well, you need to get good grades so you can get into a good college and land a good job and make a good salary, and that way you'll have a good retirement. And the son said, "Yeah, Dad, but why?" Now, on the one hand, the teenager was just being a teenager, and yet on the other hand, he's asking a very important question: What's the reason behind it all? And that's the question we're thinking about in this master class on purpose. Now, our first clue to our purpose in life. We find in Revelation chapter four, there's a scene in heaven around the throne room of God. And we read this. You are worthy, our Lord and God, to receive glory, honor, and power. For you created all things. And for your pleasure, they were created and exist. For your pleasure, they were created and exist. In other words, you're not here by accident. You're not here by chance. You've been made by God and made for God. And God made you so that he could enjoy you. You have been planned for God's pleasure. Wait a second. Time out. God made me to enjoy me. I know, it's mind-boggling to think about. But you look at the Bible and you find statements. Like the one we read in Psalms, where the psalmist says this, he led me to a place of safety. He rescued me because he delights in me. He delights in me? The God of the universe delights in me? Are you kidding? If God said, I made you so that I can endure you, now I would understand that because there's plenty of times in life that I need to be endured. Did my wife just say amen? But when God says, I made you to enjoy you, I delight myself in you. It's hard for me to get my arms around that unless I think back to when our firstborn child arrived now this was back before the days of the big gender reveal like you see nowadays back in the day you didn't have gender reveals because well unless there was an issue you never had an ultrasound and so it was going to be a surprise. Well that day came and I remember being in the maternity ward and I was there with my wife I had taken the Lamaze classes and so I was coaching her like a big, a good football coach at one point I just said honey you just got to get tough. You got to get tough. Well that was the closest that my wife ever came to swearing at me was in that moment. But when that child first arrived, our little boy Blake, and I saw him, I was so filled with joy and delight. You know, I marched out of the room and into the waiting room where people were there and I had my hands raised like we had just you know, scored the winning touchdown to the football game. And I said, it is a boy. And I wonder. If something like that, not exactly like that, but if something like that happened in heaven the day you were born, when God looked at the angels and shouted with delight, it's a boy or it's a girl. God made you so that he could enjoy you. And once you lock into that and you begin to Live in such a way to bring him joy, to sense his smile. You're on your way to fulfilling your purpose. What would it look like to put that into practice this week? Well, here's some ideas that will get us started. First of all, we can sense God's smile when we fix our attention upon him when we fix our attention upon him. I mentioned how excited I was when our son was born and when he was just a toddler, I took him down to Disneyland, not because he couldn't wait, but I couldn't wait. I love Disneyland. I don't know who has more fun, the kids or the grandkids or me. And I'll never forget the first time we take him to Disneyland and we're there and I've got him in my arms. It's getting late at night. We're waiting to go on a ride and he takes his little hands and he moves my face so that I'm looking right at him and he wants my attention and he captured my attention. And when we take our face and direct it toward God, God's face is already toward us. We have his attention. But when we take our face and we direct it toward God, we fix our attention upon him. That's what we're doing right now. Every time we join together like this, our minds are focused on him. And yet I wanna nudge you Beyond this place that we have that every day you can give him your undivided attention at the start of the day, in the middle of the day, at the end of the day. Some people call it their quiet time or their devotional time. It could be five minutes. It could be an hour. But you take some time and you give God your undivided attention. Jesus put it this way. He said in Matthew chapter six, find a quiet, secluded place. Just be there as simply and honestly as you can manage. The focus will shift from you to God and you will begin to sense his grace. Find a little quiet time to give him your undivided attention. And then I wanna nudge you even further than that. And throughout the day, teach your mind to drift toward him. In First Thessalonians chapter 5, we read this. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. How do we pray without ceasing? Throughout our day. How do we maintain an attitude of prayer? Well, the early church fathers came up with a practice. They called them simple breath prayers. And one of these breath prayers that they developed was, well, it's taken right from a story that Jesus told. That there was, uh, Jesus told a story about two people who went up to pray. One of them was a religious leader. And in his prayer, he talked about how big and bad he was. And that prayer, Jesus said, bounced right off of the ceiling. But there was another guy, a guy that other people looked down on. But this guy, a regular guy, he was just real and raw in his prayer. He beat on his chest and said, Oh God, have mercy on me, a sinner. And Jesus said, that prayer right there, that had traction in heaven. And the early church, they took those words and they formulated it into a short breath prayer. They called it the Jesus prayer. And the prayer goes like this. Lord Jesus Christ, son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. What if we use that? Join me this week. Make that your simple breath prayer for the day. Take it with you. If that's still too long, just cry out, Jesus, have mercy on me, a sinner. If that's still too long, Cry out, Jesus, have mercy. If that's still too long, just cry out, mercy. You know, set your alarm on your phone to go off every hour. And when the alarm goes off, say that prayer. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. Or every time you change locations, from the house to the car, the car to the office, from the office to the breakthrough, use that as an occasion to whisper that prayer, Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. Or every time you have to wait, have you noticed how much of our time is spent waiting? I saw one guy who's waiting uh, for his food. He ordered it online and he's waiting for it. And he says, man, I'm still waiting for my food like... Every time you find yourself waiting, use that as an occasion to redirect your attention. Whisper that prayer, Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. When we do that, we're really teaching our mind to drift in a certain direction. Our mind's gonna drift anyway. I saw this one uh, sign that said, it said, my mind not only wanders, sometimes it leaves me completely. Studies have shown that our mind wanders quite a bit. It can wander up to 50% of the time. But what we do in this is we're teaching our mind to drift in a certain direction. Where does your mind tend to drift to? If your mind tends to drift toward your problems, then what you're doing is you're teaching your mind to drift toward worry. But when you teach your mind to drift toward God, toward who he is and what he's done for us, then you're teaching your mind not to worry. You're teaching your mind to worship. And when you teach your mind to drift toward God, Isaiah 26 says this, you will keep the man in perfect peace whose mind is kept on you. How do I keep a mind in perfect peace? When my mind is kept on God as you direct your attention to him throughout the day, can you sense his smile upon your life? Now, another way we can sense his smile is when we show our affection to him. We show our affection to him. I remember my dad used to tell a story about a husband and wife who were went into the counselor and the wife said, my husband, he just can't, Express affection to me. He never tells me that he loves me. And the husband said, I told you I love you when we first got married. And if I change my mind, I'll let you know. <laughs> uh, guys sometimes have trouble expressing their affection. We have, when we have trouble expressing that affection to God, One thing that helps me out is when I go back to the heart of God and I look at his heart and I let his heart once again capture my heart. In 1 John 4, we read that we love him because he first loved us. It's his grace and his mercy and his love. When his heart captures my heart, Well, something changes in my devotion to him. So there are two kinds of ways that we can express our devotion to God. We can do it out of a sense of duty that I know I should do this. And so I will do this because it is my duty. And I express my devotion to him out of a sense of duty. But then there's another way It's out of delight. I don't express my devotion because I have to, but because I want to. It's a little bit like these flowers over here. Let's say on the way home, I pick up some flowers to take to my wife. And when I get back to the house, I say, "Lisa, I got you these flowers because I'm your husband. And I'm supposed to give you these flowers. And as a good husband, I'm doing what I should do. Here you go. These are the flowers that I should have gotten you. Or I show up at the house and say, Honey, I am so amazed that you love me. I just can't get over it. And your heart has captured my heart. And I picked these up for you, not because I had to, but because I wanted to. Can you see the difference between duty and delight? And when you go back to the grace of God and you see the love of God and his heart captures your heart all over again, you want to well, say what you Need to say to him and, well, express your devotion to him. Not because you have to, but because you want to. Maybe it comes back to the issue of enjoyment. Back in the 17th century, the leaders of the church, they came up with a statement talking about our ultimate purpose in life. And this is how they put it. They said, man's chief end is to glorify God and to enjoy him forever to enjoy him forever can i ask you a question have you learned to enjoy god to enjoy god because when you enjoy god well i was thinking you don't have to tell a foodie to praise a meal that he just had that made his taste buds dance. You don't have to tell a hiker to, to praise the wonder of a national park that he just you know, trekked through. You don't have to tell a, a young man to praise his, to talk about his wife and or talk about a, a young lady that he's dating, he's engaged to, and he just... Man, he's head over heels for just praise comes out. See, it's a natural expression of our enjoyment. When I enjoy something, praise has a way of just flowing out of my life about the thing I'm enjoying. And if I can learn to enjoy God, it can take my sense of duty, I move it into a sense of delight and I give God praise and adoration, not because I have to, but because I want to. And I live my life as one big thank you to him. See, these are all ideas of how we can sense God's smile upon our life. And the third way is this, is when I offer my ability to him, I offer my ability to him one of my favorite movies of all time, Chariots of Fire it's based on a true story about a person of faith a believer by the name of Eric Liddell they called him the Flying Scotsman and he went on to run and win a gold medal at the Olympics back in 1924 and there's a scene in the movie where his sister is talking to him about running she just doesn't get it She gets that he's going to be a missionary to China. That part makes sense to her, but she doesn't get why he likes to run. And there's this classic line, one of my favorite lines from any movie. He says to his sister, God made me fast. And when I run, I feel his pleasure. And when that statement Really gets into your spirit. You realize that when you're doing what God has made you to do and you're doing what you do for Him, you dedicate it to Him, you offer it back to Him. In 1 Corinthians 10, we read this that whatever you do, you do it all for the glory of God. Whatever you do, think about it, whatever. You do when you do what you do for him. If you run a race, then you're running the race for him. If you take a test as a student, then you're taking the test for him. That when you paint, you're painting a picture for him. When you're a mom raising a child, I saw this one mug that said, well, my nickname is mom, but my full name is mom, 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 mom. (laughs) When you raise that child, when you're raising that child for him, can you sense God's smile upon your life? And this helps us to navigate one of the, most difficult questions we have, sometimes we get stuck on the question of where. Where should I devote my time and energy to? Should I go into this field or that field? Should I take this job or that job? Should I have this career or that career? And that's a good question to think about. The where question, it is important. Think about it. Pray about it, ask God about it. Maybe right now you're saying anywhere would be great because you just need a job. And I pray in Jesus' name that God will open a door for a job for you. But the larger question is not so much about the where, but it's about the who. Who are you doing this for? that whatever you do, Colossians chapter three, whatever that career is, whatever that job is, whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord. When I take whatever I do and I see how, well, I am a part of, well, taking care of God's good earth with my work, that if I'm a landscaper, and I'm on my way to work, I'm really on my way to work for God and keeping his world beautiful. If I'm a chef and I'm on my way to work, I'm really on my way to work for God to help keep his world fed. And if I'm in law enforcement, I'm really on my way to work. I'm on my way to work for God to help keep his world secure. And if I'm in medical care, when I go to work, I'm really on my way to work for God to help keep his world healthy when I connect what I do to God and as as an expression of taking care of the good earth that God has placed us in. See, can you sense God's smile upon your life in that moment? There's a young man who's a part of our church family and his name is Lewis. I love Lewis. Lewis is an awesome young man. Whenever he is worshiping, he is not a, a spectator, he is a full blown participator. His worship is contagious. It's just contagious to be around him. Now, he's had challenges, but he's never let disability define him. And so he runs track and field the 100 yard dash, 200 yard dash, the relay race. And recently, he found out some good news. Watch a video and hear that good news.
6: USA yeah.
0: Games is coming up next summer and Special Olympics, Northern California gets to take, take a select number of athletes to attend. Our friend J.C. and the Quakes have something else to tell us about the USA Games. My pleasure, everybody's here,
1: pleasure to say that, Lewis Manson, you are going to
7: Orlando.
6: Yeah.
7: It was a tremendous honor just to be a, every athlete and, and the earthquakes and just to perform. You know, it, it was, this is all like a thrilling surprise. I'm just so happy to be here with everyone of us. I can say that for my team here from Northern California, I'm going to rock it for them. I'm going
5: to bring home the gold. Lewis is on his way to the Special Olympics. And in November, he's going to be inducted into the local Hall of Fame here. Have his picture hanging up at the arena. Way to go, Lewis. We're so proud of you so proud of you. But we're not the only ones smiling. Because when Lewis does what he does to bring glory to God, when I run, I feel his pleasure. Really what it comes down to is one word, and that one word is worship. It seems to me that there are There really is no such thing as an atheist. There's a a writer. He's passed away. But he was referred to as the Los Angeles Times when he was alive as one of the most innovative, influential writers in the last 20 years. And in a commencement address, I don't know anything about his faith. But... I do think he had insight on this subject of worship. Listen to what he said at a graduation speech. He said, everybody worships. The only choice we get is what to worship. Anything you worship will eat you alive. If you worship money and things, if they're where you tap real meaning in life, then you will never have enough. It's the truth. Worship your own body and beauty and sexual allure and you will always feel ugly. And when time and age start showing, you will die a million deaths before they finally plant you. Worship power and you will feel weak and afraid. You will need ever more power over others to keep the fear at bay and on and on it goes. And I think he is right. Everybody worships. We have to choose what we're gonna worship. And I would like to suggest that worshiping Jesus Christ is the only thing that doesn't come back to bite you. In fact, it's the way that you find and follow your purpose. In Romans chapter 12, we read this, because of the great mercy God has shown us, offer your lives as a living sacrifice to him, an offering that is only for God and pleasing to him. Considering what he has done, it is only right that you should worship him in this way. It's the right thing to do, and it's the best thing to do. Man's chief end is to glorify God and enjoy him forever. That is a purpose that's worth living for. As the team leads us in a moment of worship, bring your life before God. God made you so he could enjoy you. Lock into worship.
8: oh, Yes, you are good, good, oh, you are good, good, oh, you are good,
9: good, oh, let the king of my the king of my heart be the shadow gonna let me down. You're never gonna let. You're never gonna let me down. Help me say. You're, you're never gonna, gonna let, let. You're never, never gonna let me down. down. Oh no. You're, you're never gonna let. You're never gonna let. let
5: Thanks again for joining us today. I I love our online community. And I want you to know you're in our prayers. Uh, Thank you for your faithfulness. I look forward to our time together every single week. And uh, right after this, don't forget, the wrap is a way to take the message deeper and further. And there's lots of resources that we have online that you can access right there in your home. So we hope you'll take advantage of this series as we lean into discovering God's purpose for us together. Let me speak God's blessing over you. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine brightly upon you. May the Lord be gracious to you and give you his peace. And this week, may you live for his glory and enjoy him forever. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we pray. Amen.
10: here at The Wrap, and I have some very special friends here, Pastor Yus, Pastor Esther, and Lewis. How's it going? Great to be here. Yep. We had a great sermon from Pastor Ken. He is continuing his master class, and let me tell you, the purpose of your life is about to unfold um, during the sermon in many, many ways, and we're praying for you, and we're with you on this journey. So, let's kick it off. Esther, would you like to start it? What spoke out to you in the sermon. I I love the topic
11: purpose. Everything that I do in my life, I want it to be meaningful and purposeful just because that Jesus died for us on the cross. That was his ultimate purpose so that we could have life and life abundantly. So with that in mind, I feel like my life should have purpose and it's always connected. It's not for self. It's always connected to somebody else. So when I heard that opening story from Pastor Ken about the father and the son, like the son asking questions like, hey, but why do I have to finish college? Yeah, but why do I have to get a good job? Why do I have to buy that house? Why, why, why? 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 <laughs> why? Especially this generation. <laughs> Hello, coffee. you Hello. saw their why? coffee. Why? 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 <laughs> <Is> he done, then <laughs> yeah. why? Exactly. Right. So, you know, and um, it reminded me actually of another story similar of a rich guy and a poor guy and the rich guy was like um, okay you need to go to college you know poor guy you need to have that house you need to retire and the poor guy was like yeah but why so the rich guy was like so like finally you could buy that house at the beach and retire and live life and the poor guy was like but I already live at the beach in my little nice um, cabin and I have a little boat And so, but the whole thing was the rich guy lived for self while the poor guy lived on, you know, at the beach, fishing, serving his purpose to provide for that village. I love it. Beautiful. Purpose.
10: Louis, would you like to add into the mix?
7: Sure. So what stuck with me in the sermon was the Lord's Prayer. Mm -hmm. Lord Jesus, Son of God, have mercy on me, a Mm -hmm. sinner. And what that said to me was... No matter my mess-ups, no matter my mishaps, no, no, no matter what happens, you still love me. Amen. It doesn't matter, like, what I've done, but it matters who I am. I am a son. I am a daughter through the, Jesus, and he shows mercies, new mercies every day. And for that, I, I'm internally grateful because with God, we would not be here today. Beautiful. Oh, Beautiful. I Love that.
10: I also love how he says, fix your attentions on him. Mm-hmm. Pastor Ken said, fix your attentions on him. I don't know if this relates to anybody else, but when I'm driving in my car, I'm always thinking, okay, after this, I have to go to there. Then tonight, I have to make sure I have call. And then after that, My attention is not on God. It's always on the next thing I have to do. And when something goes wrong, and then I go, oh, God, what happened?
11: It's so funny that you say that because I I used to do that too. And now I try to change it. Lord, I need to go here. And Lord, when I meet that person. So what I'm thinking, I'm trying now to to pray good. my thoughts. You know yeah. what I mean? Right. In the car. In the we'll car. pray in the car, right? Me <laughs> oh, every yeah. time.
12: You, would you like to add? Yeah, but I'm, my prayer life changed. I was like, we can be, especially with youth, right? We, we treat like a God as Santa, right? God, I need this, I need this, I need mm-hmm. this, I need this, I need this, I need this. In Jesus' name, mm-hmm. thank Amen. you, Lord. Amen. But I changed my prayers. Hey, Lord, what do you want to do today? like what do you want to do today what 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 do I need to see so then life becomes so much more adventurous and when we did that actually like we we're talking about the subject purpose, right? Mm. That we, um, okay, what, what do you live for? What is your purpose in life? I mean, I was a police officer for 13 years in Amsterdam, right? Mm. Esther, mm. she did so many different things. We were flight attendants for a long the period. <laughs> yeah. Esther wow. was a, a, an assistant for one of the producers at Animal. Yeah. So we did a lot of things. And it was good for that purpose, but it was not what God had intended for us. Mm. So mm. when we were in, like in our end 30s then God... Um, He he challenged us to go on the mission field, Mm -hmm. so to to, to go Mm full-time. It was a big step, but it was not a hard step because we knew that this is what God has for us. Mm -hmm. And that's what we're busy with with the youth also. We're always like, what is God's purpose for your life? What does He want you to do? Because that's where you will find the true fulfillment. Yes, I mean, college, all these things are super important, Mm -hmm. but they're not the ultimate because God has an ultimate purpose. I love what Martin Luther King said. He says if a man is called to be a street sweeper, let him be the best street sweeper yes. that has ever lived. Yes. Right? Yeah. Do give your best. Yeah. I love yes. that. About the message today.
11: Yeah. Can I just add that uh, I love when Pastor Ken said is it duty or delight, Mm, so even in your duty, even Mm -hmm. in going to school, going to college, doing what you need to do, you could still find delight, because you know that God will use all things together for his purposes, Mm. and so even doing cheerleading, it made me get used to you know, catching a crowd, not being afraid for a crowd. Yeah, I did cheerleading too. <laughs> now she's imagine. my cheerleader. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> go, use, go.
6: <laughs> <laughs>
11: and you see him go? Right. <laughs> <laughs> but he uses everything, so, but eventually for his yeah. delight. And it's connected right. with the greater purpose that we make this sell, that we win souls and that we make disciples. Yes.
12: Yes. Beautiful, I love Beautiful. that. Yeah.
10: I love all that. Also, mm-hmm. to add, whatever you do, do it for the glory of God. Yeah. I don't know if many people know this, but before I even pray, or if, before I even sing, or I sing any song, here at church or anywhere else, I always take time to just do this little prayer that God, take, these, take this song and may it touch just one person. Yes. I don't care who's hearing, I don't care who's listening, may it just touch one person mm-hmm. and may it speak to them in a way that, you capture their soul.
12: I wish I had your voice, man. I'm so jealous.
10: (laughs) Here you go. You gotta have it. (laughs) Make sure to do the prayer, though. (laughs) Because ultimately, like, these gifts that I feel like we are given, they're not ours. They're from God. And he gave it to us so that we could share it to the world in our Mm. own unique way. That is our purpose, Mm, to share the gifts that God has given us in our unique way. It doesn't matter if someone else sang that song two months ago. It does not matter. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you sang that song a week ago. Yeah. It is unique in yeah. its own way for the purpose of God, right there in that moment. Mm. But also, Louis, I feel like this whole sermon and his shout out to you, Pastor Ken, shout out to you. Let's let's talk about your journey a bit. I'd love to hear it.
7: Okay, so um, so I I've been chosen to go to the USA Games um, for track and field, wow. and um, so awesome. T- to, to my to my surprise, I I didn't know I would be chosen. And, and the way it happens for everyone to know is you have to win at least a gold medal um, in the regional competition, and then that's during like spring games, they call it. And then you would travel to UC Davis for summer games, and if you win a gold medal there, uh, it's like you put your name in a, in a straw hat, so if you choose your name, then you will go. And... Um, recently in the months, I went to, uh, went to the earthquake clinic and at first I did not want to go. And I, mm. my mom said, you're going, I'm like, mom, why?
6: Because why? <laughs> why? I like, yes.
7: like want to hang out with my friends. so like you're going, but mom, why? <laughs> and she said, "Trust me, you're going." <laughs> and then, and so I went, and and it's just been surreal to me. It doesn't even feel like it's happening. Um, so they uh, they 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 announced that I'm going to USA Games for track and field, mm. and I'm going to be doing the 100. Yard dash, the 200-yard dash, and I am the anchor for the 4x1 relay, wow. bringing it home for Team USA Woo, for the gold. On. Bring it home. And, it home, and the way I do it, I, I don't just do my races. I, I go to a quiet place, and I, I pray to God, Lord, use me. Lord, use me to be a leader. Use me to, to do my races accordingly, but not for my will, for your will for your glory and so you can get all the praise. Mm -hmm. And it's it's just been a great, great journey and it doesn't stop there, guys. I've, I've been chosen to be the male athlete of the year for Special Olympics and going to the Hall of Fame, putting my name, and and to the SAP Arena on on the plaque, Ooh, my name is going to be added. Come on now, you know what I'm saying? Uh, with the like with Joe Montana, the amateurs, wow. the pros, you know. Uh, and it's just it's just a surreal thing. And I just have to say, I would not be here, I wouldn't have gone this far. If it wasn't for the Lord Jesus Amen. Christ, Beautiful. He's He's my centerpiece. He's That's the right. Lord of my life, and yeah. I I do it for His glory, for not for my glory.
10: Mm. Let me say, Louis, awesome. God is delighting in you. Yeah. That's the whole point. God is delighting in you. You may be wondering why, how, but just know that God is delighting in you. And that is Mm. so beautiful. Amen. Praise God. So, Can I I say one more thing? Yes. I wanted
11: to say, like, don't forget Mama, though. You know, because in every purpose. Hey, Mama. Mama (laughs) Mama. (laughs) Prius. Shout out. But in every purpose that you fulfill, there's always that Mordecai. There's always that Naomi. There is that Abraham for Isaac, you know. And they're crucial. So when you're asked to do something, whether it's to run an extra lab, whether it's to serve in tech, tech, whether it's to serve your leaders or pick up a grocery for pizzas for the youth, you know, it's becoming. You're becoming (laughs) the character of Christ so eventually that you could do uh whatever God has called you to do, you yes. know. I think Amen. becoming is also a purpose yes. in yes. just doing, enjoy you know. Enjoy the journey. And, and enjoy the, the journey. I yeah. learned that
0: from her. Yes. <laughs> if, if, if should,
11: you can give me flowers now. <laughs> well, like I can say one more thing. <laughs> yes.
7: I actually want to thank my mom for all she does uh, for me. Yes. Because yes. first of all, she get, she born me and um and and she just pushes me she just pushes me to be my absolute best. Um, and and the reason why I became a part of Special Olympics is, is because of her, because at a, at at a, when I was in high school, she always pushed me to do high school sports, but I I didn't follow that path. And that's what led me to being a Special Olympic, uh, Special Olympian. And, and it's just, it's just been just so, so awesome. And, I really thank my mom for all she does. I, I love her. I know I give her hard times, but mom, I love you. We love you. We, we love you,
10: Miss Creole. We love you. She's such an you. encourager, yeah. Miss Creola. <laughs> yes, but Cathedral Faith, whatever you do this week, just know what you do it for the glory of God. Let me say that Amen. again. Whatever you do this week, mm. driving your kids to school. Mm. Making lunch, yes.
7: come
10: on. Um, cleaning your house, you do it for the glory of God. It has yeah, a amen. bigger purpose. Yes. Know that whenever you face towards Him, your purpose grows. Yes. Amen. So Cathedral Faith, put in the chat. What are you going to do for the glory of God mm. this week? And we want to continue your journey. Stay tuned. Stay locked in to this masterclass because you're not going to want to miss out. And as we always say here, it's a wrap.